the Gritty Growing Up podcast. Because mental health conversations don't have to be uncomfortable and argumentative. Gritty Growing Up is about challenging the perceptions of childhood and recognising that whilst it isn't what it used to be, we can still make it positive. Join us as we share conversations, knowledge and strategies to help your family connect and move forward together. And welcome back to Gritty Growing Up. Today's question, how grateful are you? Do you practice gratitude as a daily activity or is it something you've just committed to the woo-woo box? In recent years, research has really shown how the power of gratitude improves our sense of happiness and well-being. When we learn to practice gratitude consistently and over time, we can actually train our brains to focus on what's going well and to develop a sense of optimism. In my therapy work, we'll so often explore the concept of fixed mindsets and growth mindsets, and gratitude is a huge aspect of developing a growth mindset. In order to be able to recognise and practice gratitude, we need to be able to do a few different things. We need to be able to recognise what we're grateful for, to acknowledge what we're grateful for, and then appreciate what we're grateful for, and our own value. And it's been found that when we can master this skill of gratitude, we can actually create synchronised activation in multiple parts of our brain. And they've actually found that it lights up parts of the brain's reward pathways and our hypothalamus, which then in turn boosts our serotonin and activates the brainstem, which creates dopamine. And dopamine is that part of us that actually feels really good. It's for many people, they chase dopamine on a daily basis, trying to find happiness through shopping and food and cigarettes and alcohol and sex and all these different things. And actually, it brings us back to that concept that happiness is found within us. Happiness is found when we actually begin to recognise and acknowledge what we already have in our lives to be grateful for, and that is already making us happy. Now, gratitude is one of those things that so many people can easily dismiss, or it almost seems too simple to be that effective. But when we actually learn to practice gratitude, it helps us to feel more positive emotions, to see the good in our day and our world, to relish our good experiences, improve our health, deal with adversity, build strong relationships and be in the moment. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever had a bad day, Have you ever noticed that by the time you tell someone I've had a really bad day and they say, what happened? There might have been one thing in your day that was bad, but you go purposely seeking out anything that you can find that might add some weight to this belief system that the day was bad. Now, gratitude is never going to take away bad days. But actually, when we look at it, bad days are a bad moment. Bad days are just a moment in time that had a negative emotion attached to it and that's where we've decided to focus our attention. And there's that old saying that where attention goes, energy flows and when we get caught in constantly focusing on the negative and only focusing on the parts of our day that were bad, we can actually completely tarnish our perspective of something. Now this can be a job, it can be school, it can be friendships, it can be relationships When we choose to focus on one negative aspect, we can, in one moment, completely change the trajectory of our day. When we begin practicing gratitude on a daily basis, we get to actually tap into all the good that was in our day. Now, initially, when you say to someone to start practicing gratitude, they'll say, well, there's nothing to be grateful for. But when we actually start really taking hold of that concept of gratitude, we can find that there's a lot to be grateful for. At the start of this year, I decided to actually really adopt the practice of gratitude. And every single night before bed, I wrote a whole page of gratitudes for my day. 
And the impact that it had significantly on my mood and outlook was actually quite astounding. And I think as much as I can often turn a negative into a positive and I can bounce back from pretty much anything, and I have done over the years, it was quite astounding how the practice of just sitting and reflecting on your day and the good that was in there can really have an impact. When we don't practice gratitude, we can find ourselves trapped in unbalanced emotions, feeling that nothing goes right for us and having really unbalanced thinking. We get caught in that fixed mindset that prohibits us from living the life that we want. Now, a really interesting part of my work as a therapist is that many children who come to me with sleeping issues have developed a practice of talking about worries at bedtime. Interestingly, one of the things that we talk about is that bedtime's often the quiet space of the day because daytimes are filled with homework, after-school clubs, sports and activities, screen time and hobbies. However, in those later hours, we finally process our day and... Then we start introducing concepts such as worry monsters. Now it's funny, isn't it, that we encourage a practice of writing worries and feeding them to our monsters, yet then the monster sits on our bedroom bed or on our shelf or in our room somewhere holding them whilst we try to settle down for the night. Now I'm by no means monster bashing or subjecting monsters to the cancel culture. Monsters can be a great tool to open up communication and express feelings, which is key to our emotional literacy. But we do need to consider the time and place that we use these things. So it tends to suggest that worry monsters feature earlier on in our day. They're kept downstairs and away from our bedrooms. For those who were kids in the 80s, I want you to subject the worry monster to be part of trapdoor. Instead, let's advocate for gratitude practices at bedtime where we can focus on the neural pathways that we need to feel rested and positive. Initially, we might practice gratitude and feel that we're forcing it. It might be a very conscious behaviour. And over time, we just find that it becomes a natural response, that it just becomes easier to focus our attention on the good, which is why so many people find therapy is such a positive thing. And actually, when they stop attending therapy, when they're feeling better, can sometimes miss it because it's that balance of what's been good and actually what have been the challenges. So we might practice gratitude in lots of different ways. We might keep a journal of our daily gratitudes. We might use an app to record our gratitudes. We can keep a gratitude scrapbook. We can send gratitude notes of appreciation to other people, whether that's on written notes or electronically. We can record gratitudes on post-it notes on a notice board so that we're constantly reading them. We can recite gratitudes during the day. We can say gratitudes to others, perhaps over mealtimes. And actually, the more that we practice gratitudes, the more that we can actually find that over time, we'll start to actually accept gratitudes from others we'll start to accept positive feedback from other people. We start to recognise our own self-worth. Now, my youngest clients might keep a positivity diary. Older children who really understand the concept of gratitude on a different level might follow gratitude diaries and practices. The positive mindset is a practice that we need to take action for. If we want to feel that we've got a more balanced outlook on life, we actually need to take those positive steps and take action towards doing that. Sadly, it's not going to just smack us in the face on one rainy Thursday. So if we want to really help young people in a time when mental health is on its knees to develop that positive mindset, to develop that growth mindset, we can actually start modelling it to them. We can't be saying to children we want them to be more positive and then in the reverse of it be sitting there complaining about our day. So we can model to children what gratitude is like and actually create a ripple effect. The more we do it, the more it spreads. So if we want to develop a growth mindset, we need to pay really close attention to how we use our thoughts and words in front of children as well as away from them. 
whether we're in the classroom considering actually how often do we tell children how grateful we are for them or recognise their strengths or are we more focused on all the things that go wrong in our classrooms. If we're a parent who's finding that actually their child is really struggling right now, teaching them the concept of gratitude can really help us as a parent and to help our children. We can literally create a tidal wave of positivity and optimism. Talking through worries is great. It's really important. However, for children who get stuck in their negative thoughts or only see the worst case scenarios, gratitude can be a really impactful strategy for training mindsets. So take away today just that moment of how could you express some more gratitude in your day? How can you teach children that you, or whether children that you work with or your own children, how to practice gratitude? And how can we start role modelling this on another level so that we can actually really help children to recognise all the wonderful things that are in their lives, regardless of what's happening in the bigger world? So until next time, take some time to think about what makes you grateful. Keep talking and look after one another. And we'll be back soon with some more Gritty Growing Up. Stay safe, keep open-minded, and we'll look forward to sharing more gritty moments with you next time. If you want to up your knowledge in the meantime, head over to dandeliontraininganddevelopment.com.